Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 247. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Gobble Gobble Andy. Sure, whatever. Oh, whatever, he says. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. And it's gobble gobble because it's Thanksgiving is upon us. It's a couple of days away as we record. I know, but you can't think about that right now. We're, we're doing business, so. Oh. I'm like, Save hungry. that fun for later, yeah. You got to get into cook mode. All right, well, forget that. Uh, how about we talk about NBA instead of food? Yeah, I think uh, the big story this week, LeBron punches a guy in the face. Yeah, it was it was a whole lot of fun. He, uh, maybe accidentally, maybe on purpose. I don't know, but it was the wrong guy to do it to. Isaiah Stewart of Detroit. Uh, he he was really he wanted at LeBron multiple times. He had to be held back. And then I don't know if you saw the last time. Yeah, did he, he like? He was like, "I'm going to run around the lockers yeah, and come out their faked- side." He faked like he still wanted to go one way and then just sprinted the other way and through the back of the arena and looked like, yeah, he's going to go around the other side and get him. But uh, I don't think he did. It's well, like yeah, that. I mean, when you let your dog out the doggy door and then they want to run around the front to the you know side door, you immediately run over to the side door and make sure it's closed. Yeah, I think they they protected LeBron. Um, so interesting, they they some sports book or something did something like they said, oh, LeBron would be favored if they were to fight. It's like I don't I don't know about that. LeBron's been uh, living the good life for twenty years now. Right? Calling him soft. He, yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's doing wine and stuff and like Taco Tuesday is big on. Yeah, him. Isaiah Stewart is still young and he's uh, pretty big, pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's not something you see him, you know, in the news for often i mean i don't think he did that on purpose one way or the other uh but yeah i mean that guy's eye looked like it was gonna like fall out with the amount of blood going all around it like i don't even know how that happens so i kind of get the frustration yeah i mean i think people are kind of tired of lebron too you know if you're he's 22 or something lebron was in the league when he was a baby basically it's like i don't want to be playing against this guy still it's it's annoying. And then for him to actually like give you a cheap shot, it's like, that's fucking, it's out of line. It's out of line. Like LeBron's like a living legend. You don't do cheap shots to me, some second year player. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but he was suspended one game, which is tonight's game against the Knicks. So uh, all the people in New York who spent tons of money on a ticket because they really want to see LeBron, uh, maybe one last time, who knows? Uh, not playing. So. But do people still want to go see him play? Like, uh, yeah, I think he's still a big draw, and also the whole playing in the garden is a whole thing. Uh, I don't know. If I don't care about that, but it is it is a thing that matters. And I don't know that would do nothing for me because he's old. Like, oh, you're, oh, you're gonna see him not jump as he shoots a three, and you're gonna see him pass majority of the time. Maybe you could have seen him get in a fight with Obi Toppin. Who knows? Maybe. You go to you go to see yeah. Anthony Davis. Like I said before, I'm sure on this pod when he shoots that shot, especially when they're wearing the like the he's wearing like his all like unison color uh like you know his whole all of his skin is covered in like spandex it just looks like he's going to church his shot is so pure i love the shit out of that i don't well, get none of that does well, anything for me for lebron 
One for four tonight. Oh, for two on free throws. Uh, they're going to lose this game, probably. So. Yeah, I haven't watched a lick of the season of their games. Um, you know how it is. The only time I ever turn it on, it's uh, the Sixers playing. So I don't watch basketball anymore. And uh, they won't be on tonight because there is something something bigger going on on ESPN. So I'll what is that? Okay. We'll get to later. We'll turkey to later. Bowl. Could could be the Turkey Bowl. I don't know what that is, but it could be that. It's like the Bourbon Bowl. Um, okay. Uh, what else in the NBA? Uh, so last week we talked about how Phoenix was on this winning streak. Uh, they still haven't lost, so thirteen straight now for them. Holy smokes! Uh, yet they're still not in first place. The Good. Warriors are now fifteen and two. Oh, uh, while the Suns are 14 and three. Now there is some good news for the rest of the Western conference. These two teams have pl- played the easiest schedule so far. So it makes a little sense why they're, they're so dominant right now, but I think there is, I think there's a clear separation between the top three teams. I'm going to add Utah in there. Who was last, last year's number one seed. I think those three teams are probably the best teams going forward. Everyone else has flaws. You have, I know Dallas. I saw Dallas this week, play the Clippers and then, Luca wasn't out and then he got hurt again in practice. And I don't really know if like he's, if he misses time, they're, they're like a bad team. Probably it's like, yeah. Uh, the Lakers, you, you, it's kind of a miracle that they're 500 still with all the time. LeBron's been out uh, Denver without Murray, but then Jokic has missed some games. It's like all these teams are kind of flawed. So I think there's a clear separation between those top three. I think it only get worse as the season goes on. And then, uh, hats off to Houston, though. One for six out of six, uh, and yeah. 16, rather. Yeah. And uh, they're not the team that fired their coach this week. So there was one team that uh, had enough. We're not even halfway yet, but the Sacramento Kings have had enough of Luke Walton. Uh, he is out Ouch. in Sacramento. How long uh, has he been there? Two years? More years than you'd think. I think he's already their second, the second most wins in franchise history. Oh, boy. As their coach. Uh, remember, he was with the Lakers. Uh, LeBron did not like him very much, and uh, I think he's a good assistant coach role. I don't think he is the main coach. I don't know. It's hard yeah, we'll to tell see. on coaching, but I don't see it with him yet. So he uh, he was the head coach for the last two years. So he's coached two full years plus this little bit of uh, last year, but yeah, he's still never, never had a 500 record as a head coach. Uh, but of course he did have as an assistant with golden state when he took over for Steve Kerr, when Steve Kerr was injured or recovering from surgery, he went on that like crazy run. I want to say they won. That was when they won 20 games or something like that. Okay. Well, Um, it's also the warriors. Yeah. It doesn't really count. Okay. Get out there and chuck up a rocket. sure Sure thing, coach. We'll do it. So yeah, he went uh, thirty nine and four when he took over for Steve Kerr. So uh, he seemed to be a great coaching prospect, but it hasn't worked out so far. But again, like I said, I think he has the second most wins in Sacramento Kings history. That is kind of a cursed franchise. Have made the playoffs in fifteen plus years, and you could see by watching their fans. I don't know if you saw this this clip this week. No. Uh, There's a fan sitting courtside. This was the last game that Luke Walton ended up coaching. I think it was the fourth quarter timeout. Uh, you can see just the fan in, in the shot. You can see the fan in the corner there. He's right there. Uh, throws up all over the court. <laughs> and they have to go. So there's like, a you know, the towel guys coming out, throwing towels on it. Uh, and it delayed the game, I think, 20 minutes. So they had to clean it up. Uh, and the guy just sat there. He's like, all right, well, I throw up. What am I going to do? 
like he was sick or like drunk. Got to uh, be drunk. Pro- probably right? drunk, but <laughs> kind of a a great little uh, bit of symbolism for that franchise <laughs> altogether. These are the kinds of people who show up to uh, the courtside. It's like, well, fuck it. This this is basically the product we're we're seeing. So I'm just gonna throw up right here. <laughs> was he there by himself? <laughs> he yeah. He had one of those seats. You know, like where they have the bench and then they have like a little yeah, table. I'm looking at and then they four have four seats randomly. Yeah. And it's like, I think no one else was there or the people that were there were like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm getting out. the hell out of here. Yeah. Like I've been there. I've been there at a movie theater where someone's thrown up. And you just get the fuck out of there. You're not going to stand there. Uh, I have no tolerance for people throwing up in random places. I don't know if you know about that. About me. <laughs> Zero well, it's, tolerance. It's pretty gross. Yeah. No, I'm obviously referencing something that's happened in our own past. Oh, our own recent past. <laughs> so I feel for the guy. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I know what it's like. No one wants you to throw up and it just happens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can't even make it out of the area you're in like this no. guy. Poor bastard. He was not going to make it to a bathroom. No, he was about as far yeah. from a bathroom as you can <laughs> yeah. be. I mean, it's it's good that he didn't try to run up and then throw up on Luke Walton. And then wouldn't you try started. and get it into a cup or something? This was Go so behind much. the uh, that like screen and pretend like it never happened. That was so much. There's no way a cup would do anything. It's going to do something. It's going to do eight ounces, 16 <laughs> ounces, whatever you're working with. What if he has yeah, a popcorn right. tin? That might have worked, but that would be uh, unlikely that he had one just sitting there. I like the, the picture I'm looking at. There's a guy in a suit with a mop. It's like, yeah. This guy probably tells everyone, yeah, like I'm I'm the right hand man to uh, anything Vladdy Divock's uh, new guy needs. I, I get it for him. And now everyone uh, like that he knows who thinks he was his big timer over at the Kings. He probably had one of those, you know, uh, roles that you fluff up a bit, you know, uh, instead of, uh, you know, security man. Number two, he was like, I was uh, promoted to a head of security detail. And uh, here is with a, mo- a broom or a mop and uh, gross. Yeah. You know, someone's got to do it. So, yeah, not a guy in a suit. Everyone else is wearing the Cintas clothing, so I think, I just, I think he, his cover yeah. got blown. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to say. The Kings have uh, made Alvin Gentry their interim head coach. He's been a head coach like nine places already. Yeah, he looks uh, like a, a mafia boss in like Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. I, th- I mean, like, I think he looks he's like he'd be running the the car ch- uh, cop, uh, chop shop. He's he's obviously never been good enough to like stick it long term with anyone, but. He's experienced, and I don't know. The team wasn't going anywhere. They, they. One of the problems with the Kings is they're never, they're never horrible. They're never one in sixteen. So yeah. like they rarely ever get top three picks. And the last time they did, they blew it. They took Marvin Bagley over Luca, and that's forever haunted the franchise. So yeah, they're doing uh, too much. Yeah, do less. It was all because Luca's dad and Vladi got in like a fight when they were kids or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's a true story. Him and uh, the three of them with uh, Peter Stromer just fighting. Yeah, yeah. I think he's during from, like Norway or something. Some sort of civil war, but yeah, too bad. <laughs> All right, well, do you want to get to why these NBA games won't be on ESPN tonight? Yeah, who's fighting? Pretend fighting someone else. No, college basketball is back. Oh, uh, came back a couple weeks ago. I've watched a bit of it. I watched uh, some some UCLA, who is the number two team in the nation this this year. Uh, 
Number one is Gonzaga, who even though they lost multiple players from last year's team, uh, they got the number one recruit. This uh, kid Chet Holmgren is his name. Who weighs like thirty-one pounds? Yeah, he's just a he's a stick. He's seven foot two, seven foot three, or something. But uh, or maybe he will be at some point. He's strange, but he's, he's having PTSD one. back to what I yeah. looked like in high school. He's the number one uh, guy right now, uh, and he's joining a team that has good players and experienced players. So uh, they're really good. Uh, but the reason, yeah, ESPN doesn't have an NBA games is uh, UCLA Gonzaga, the rematch from last year's final four matchup, number one and number two, uh, that's tonight, seven o'clock. So uh, by the time you listen to it, that game will already have happened, but I'm, I'm excited for that one. I had to confirm. I knew they're playing this week. I did not know it was tonight, but seven o'clock, that's huge. Although it's more huge on the, entertainment scale it's not going to matter as far as seedings yeah. or something whoever loses this game isn't like eliminated it's college no, basketball is a long third season. game of the week so. right here the year rather <laughs> yeah so uh they're both five and zero coming into the game so ucla had had a big win against uh, villanova who was a top team as well but and then have taken care of business against like they played bakersfield and long beach they're, they're beating up the state schools here in california but ouch yeah, I, I'm excited about that one. And UCLA hasn't hasn't been like obviously they went to the Final Four last year, but they haven't been good like over a regular season in at least a decade, I'd say. So it'd be fun to see a whole season that was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well that's all I got for college basketball. I should probably look up some more stuff for that. Yeah, we, uh, we've got up. plenty more of time to talk about yeah. it. Should we shift gears to uh off season baseball. Uh we should. Not not a whole lot here. Uh just wanted to to note that uh Shohei Otani did win the MVP and it was I believe unanimous. So there was some debates. Oh, this team wasn't good. Is it are they really gonna vote for him? And uh yes. It's pretty pretty clear when you add up that he uh was a player and a pitcher that he deserves the MVP. Uh good good pick there, guys. Uh and then Bryce Harper won it in the NL. His second one, uh, similar to Otani, his team wasn't competing either. So he just had the best season. Uh, none, none of the top teams had a guy making an MVP case. That's just how it, it worked. It worked out this year. So congratulations to both of them. And then uh, the other thing I have here, uh, the Rays are giving their rookie shortstop, Wander Franco, a 12-year extension, $223 million. So this is uh, notable for a lot of reasons. Crazy. The Rays don't do this kind of stuff. Uh, they do like to try to extend young players before free agency, uh, but not to this extent. They I don't know if they've ever offered anyone over a $100 million contract, and this is a $200 million contract. And yet, it's 12 years. This is uh, this guy going to be in his 30s when he's a free agent for the first time. So, uh, but it's it's smart. This is this is their smart team. They they believe in the, in this kid. He's a a shortstop, so he's athletic. So you'd think so he'll be thirty four when this is over. That he'll still be a good player at that point. Uh, and basically, you control him for a long time, and that's and it's probably good on his end that otherwise he'd be making half a million dollars for the next couple of years. Now he's going to be making twenty million a year. Like that's just good guaranteed money right there, so a good deal on both sides. 
I suppose it's just yeah. it's crazy money. Yeah, and it's so you could see why you could see why either side did it. And that for this kid, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna get guaranteed, and I'll get paid a lot more now. I can go buy a mansion now. Half a million it can go a long way, but you know, if he if he breaks his leg and never plays baseball again tomorrow, uh, it's not a whole lot of money. But now he's locked in. So, and I, one other reason I like it is that. Uh, the Rays have this system of basically when the player ages out and becomes a free agent, they don't keep them. So it's hard for the fans to really grow attached to a player when you know they're they're on their way out probably three years from now. Uh, but now with this deal, they have they're going to keep a guy for a long time. So mm-hmm. uh, that's cool. And it's uh, it's similar to with the deal that the Padres gave Tatis, except they waited for him to become already a legitimate superstar and they had to pay him a whole lot more money than, than this deal. So uh, I don't know. Congratulations to Tampa slash Montreal. They're going to play some games in Montreal coming up weird. Uh, and then congratulations to Wander Franco on the $200 million you'll be getting. It's great. Great stuff. Uh, this time I'd like to also say that uh, Tony's take is open to sponsors. Yeah. Like our good friends at, Thecliplessleash.com. Does Wander Franco want one? Or he could sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what else do we got here? We got still baseball. We're ready to go college football. Well, I think we're ready to go to college football here where uh, we did have one big, big loss that uh, shook things up here and I don't know if I want to say I called it, but I, I did draw attention to it last week that Oregon would be playing Utah, who is who had been playing really well, and uh, Utah beat Oregon. wasn't really all that good of a game. They, uh, I think Oregon has been exposed. I think they had one really really nice win uh, against Ohio State, but otherwise they've been kind of not that impressive. They've they've won their games for the most part, but now they lost for the second time here on this time in a blowout fashion. So they have uh, dropped pretty far out of the playoff race now, and that uh, allowed Cincinnati to get into the top four finally. So uh, I said it would happen once a team lost, Cincinnati would get to find their way back in, uh, and they they have. That's nice. Uh, of course, there's still a possibility, depending on what happens. They, they fall back again. Even if they win, they could fall back because just uh, other people's schedules and stuff like that. So... Right behind Cincinnati now is Michigan, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. So uh, Notre Dame already lost to Cincinnati, so I don't think they're going to leapfrog Cincinnati with with that one loss uh, when it was to them. Uh, But Michigan only has one loss, and that was to Michigan State. Uh, They play Ohio State this weekend. It's always a huge game. They never win it. But if they they do, if they do knock off Ohio State, uh, they will definitely move past Cincinnati and Ohio State as well. So Ohio State will probably drop back uh, with their two losses uh, but then you still never know what there's still other teams out here like Oklahoma State. Uh, they only have one loss and they have their big rivalry game as well this weekend against Oklahoma, who only has one loss as well, but uh, is not really considered an elite team. But there it would still be a very good win if they, they pull that off. So uh, there could be by some formula that o- Oklahoma State, the voters decide to actually they're. Uh, better than Cincinnati, even though Oklahoma State has one loss. So, uh, And then there's the conference championship games, which will happen as well. We don't know who will be in them at this point. 
but that's another opportunity for some of these teams to have a good quality win. So I don't think Cincinnati's spot is completely safe, but uh, they just gotta they just gotta win again, though, and they they will. But uh, it's it is interesting, and if somehow they do finish undefeated yet still don't get one of those top four spots, I think we will definitely see a change in the future and how college football is doing their their playoff spots and everything. Um, All right, but, yeah, and then well, as exciting. far as teams that aren't going to be in in the playoff contention. Uh, UCLA put up 60 points on USC, and that was very satisfying to me. Uh, UCLA now is up to seven wins, so one of their best seasons in a long time. Not not incredible, but it's always nice when you beat your rival as well, and especially uh, put up 60 on them in, in their building too. So uh, pretty miserable for USC right now, and they will have a long offseason. They have to figure out who their next coach is and how – how are they going to get back to being USC, like this this imposing figure, uh, which they just aren't anymore? All right, well, that's it for college. You want to move on? Let's go to the pros, Andy. Let's do it. So let's uh, let's talk about the Raiders first. Uh, rough stretch here for the Raiders. Rough season. A lot of a lot of off the field stuff has happened. And it seems to have caught up with them. Uh, They got blown out at home by Cincinnati. Just a really bad loss. Cincinnati's a a team in the mix for the playoffs right now, and it's a team you want to beat when you're at home. Uh, Get a get a lead over them, and they just looked flat. Like they're they're not good on offense. They're not good on defense. Uh, They got to turn it around. I don't know. I don't know if they can. I think they're probably emotionally drained by everything that's happened this season. I know that's too bad, but uh, I don't know. It is what it is. They also, I think they do struggle with a a home field advantage, which I expected being in Vegas. That means it's a perfect time for any team's fans to, uh, you know, escape their winters and go out to the desert and have some fun, whatever you could do, whatever you want to get up to in Vegas and then go to your team play. Uh, It seemed to be a a perfect, uh, you know, vacation. And, and it's also translated into, uh, I think they have the highest prices of any team. So highest tickets, highest everything. Uh, so they are a, a destination and it's not necessarily for Raiders fans, but more for the other team's fans. Yeah. Whoever's uh, going there that week. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the case here this week and since with Cincinnati, I doubt a lot of Cincinnati people were flocking to Vegas. Uh, you never know, but it's going to be a problem with some of the bigger teams. Definitely. Uh, and it's a similar problem to what the Chargers have, which if you saw them this week, they played Pittsburgh, one of the most popular teams in the league. They have fans all over the country. They're not just local to Pittsburgh. They, they're a national team. Uh, and as what usually happens when they come to play the Chargers, they had a ton of fans there. And they're all waving their towels. And uh, this was a tough game. Tough, tough game for me. And that's that's an understatement. Uh, just brutal. The Chargers... Looked really good, got up to a big lead, and then the the shitty curse shit that always happens to him happens again. Uh, a blocked punt returned to like the two. A blocked punt after they they already punted, and then they're like, actually, this guy uh, went out of bounds running to cover the punt, and you're not allowed to do that, so we're going to re-punt. Uh, but also, usually that's just a penalty, but Pittsburgh also made a penalty, so it was a re-punt rather than just a five-yard penalty or whatever it would have been, uh, which got blocked. And then returned to the two, which 
just turned into a touchdown. And then an interception off a helmet. Uh, the ball went into the air and went into the air for like a good 25 seconds. It was it defied physics. It defied physics. I think uh, there probably is a god, and, and God must have taken the ball out of the air. And like, I'm gonna let the I'm gonna wait until the Pittsburgh guy can get in position to catch this. It's like some angels in the outfield. Stuff. It, it was it was ridiculous. I didn't know how. Like I'm just watching it. Like what? Where is it? What is going on? Where's the ball? Like it has to be somewhere. And it just stayed up just long enough for the Pittsburgh guy to get under it, uh, intercept it, uh, and they were able to then come back all the way back from 17 points to tie it. And I said, fuck this. I hate this shit. And Oh, wow. Uh, I went home and uh, didn't want to check until later that night. The little thing, uh, checked my phone, and there was a little notification of the final score. And they uh, ended up winning that even though. So they blew the lead. Pittsburgh came back to tie it. And Pittsburgh even came back to take the lead by three. And then the Chargers won with a touchdown at the end. Uh, so I didn't get to see the, the fun part of it. And that's just... That's the experience here is like the lows are so much lower than the highs at this point. They hurt so much more than the highs feel good. And it's a, it's a, it's a rough place to be in. And it's, I mean, part of it is just you got to hate Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a team that wins all the time. And then you see all their shitty fans with their towels and, and like get all this good luck. They don't deserve the good luck like that. They don't deserve to defy physics in that way. Why does it have to work out that way? And it was just... A really, really rough game. Um, yeah. Sorry, Andy. I mean, yeah, you're, they, the Chargers still won, but you feel bad because you weren't there to see it because it's like, I'm over it. I'm so I'm so angry. I hate this shit. It's like, I don't think I want to watch them this week. <laughs> um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. turn on a Nolan movie or something instead. Yeah. Well, that's what calm the I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem is I need to. I wasn't at home. I was I was at my parents' house watching it, and it's like, well, now I gotta just drive home. Where it's like, if I was at home, I could easily, very easily, to turn it off. But yeah, I feel trapped. You have yeah. no choice, too. Yeah. Uh, and then the Rams they had a bye this week, which they definitely need. They've had a couple of bad games in a row, and they need to get back to playing well. So uh, we'll see what they do this week. Uh, so here's some of the other games that happen. The Patriots, they're, they're on a complete roll on, on Thursday night. They killed Atlanta and they're now first place in their division. So they've come back from a two and four record now to be first place in their division. So, uh, whoa, uh, a good run. And I talked about it last week. I hate it. I hate, I hate that they're, they're back like this. It sucks. And one of the reasons they're, they're back in first place in the AFC East is, uh, the Bills, they lost. They got killed by the Colts. Who uh, Colts are on a little run as well. They've they've been playing really well the last five or six weeks, and they're now uh, up to over five hundred. They're six and five, and the Carson Wentz trade seems to be like the right move. That he's he's an above average quarterback. He's not an MVP candidate, but he's good for that team right now. So you know, can't argue with that. So the Colts are are back in the playoff hunt. Uh, the Bears lost to the Ravens' backup quarterback, some guy Tyler Huntley. Uh, not familiar with him. Uh, not like he played well, but the Bears just really suck and are are really depressing to watch. The rookie quarterback got hurt this time, uh, and they had to put in Andy Dalton. Uh, it's not like the rookie was like tearing it up or anything, but at least maybe it's like maybe the rookie learned something. 
now you just got this 32 year old red red haired guy in there who's still not doing all that well. Uh, it was such an embarrassing loss that uh, today there was a report that the the Bears are going to fire their coach. They didn't fire him after the game, uh, but they are going to fire him after their next game, which is a great way to fire someone is to, you know, say we're going to fire you, uh, but you still got to do a couple days more work because uh, the Bears are playing on on Thursday. They're playing Thanksgiving, that morning game against the Lions. Uh, so they don't want to fire their coach right before this big game or before the game. They want to, they'd want to give a new coach a full week. Uh, <laughs> so if this was their plan, I, I get it. Uh, but it kind of blew up in their face when it got reported to the news that their coach will be fired. And like that's a shitty way to do it. So uh, they have, of course, denied that this this is what's going on. That no, 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 no. which they kind of have to deny that they're not going to fire him. But. I don't know. Weird. And it's it's going to be a very depressing game. Like those Lions games, the first game and on Thanksgiving morning is always kind of depressing. You're like, why am I doing this with my life? Like the Lions always suck. And then they're usually playing some shitty team as well. So this this is going to be Andy Dalton versus maybe Jared Goff, but or maybe their backup who Tim Boyle. That was the guy who played for the Lions this week. A guy named Tim Boyle. It's just. This is not what we want to show to the world on our big Thanksgiving day, but this is what we do. Well, then skip it and watch planes, trains, and automobiles like a regular person. It does feel like they, like... They're doing that so that you can get that out of the way. You have to watch that. Again, again, to bring up God, is is there a God that's like, look, this is an abomination that you're going to have football all day during this day. So I'm going to make sure that one of the games is super shitty. So you guys will ignore it, spend time with your family, I don't know, prepare your meal and yet still a whole bunch of people in this country will be watching that shit game. So um, well, let's have it on the TV while yeah. they're outside playing pickleball or something. Sure. Whatever people do on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah not looking forward to it, but uh, I mean, let's move on from the lions and bears. Uh, let's go to uh, Tennessee coming into the week with the number one seed, uh, the, the healthy lead of the number one seed. Uh, they had a, they could afford to lose a game and still be that number one seed, and uh, that's what they did. They they went out and lost to Houston, who sucks. Houston really sucks. Only one win coming into this week. Yet <laughs> they were they were good. They just kind of controlled that whole game. It wasn't really that close. Tennessee could have came back in one conceivably, but it was just kind of a a good performance from Houston. I don't know what to make of it. It's probably more that Tennessee has had so many injuries. They're finally catching up with them. Uh, the Derrick Henry loss is just huge, and then they couldn't find someone, a competent backup at this point. Uh, they brought in Adrian Peterson, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, hasn't done anything, and they just cut him today. So that didn't that didn't work. Probably just a little, little past his prime. I think Peterson's probably like 35 at this point. That's just too old to be good at running back. So, yeah, Adrian Peterson's 36. So uh, that's got to be it for him. You know, great career. Uh, great job beating his child at one time. That's what he'll be remembered for. Um, yeah. Uh, and where did Adrian Peterson play most of his career? Uh, Minnesota, who had a huge win this week. They beat they beat their hated rivals, the Packers. So uh, one of the best teams in the NFL, and they they got it done. The Minnesota's offense is really really good. Justin Jefferson is is awesome, and they've got something there on offense at least. Uh, now they're now they're five and five, and in the playoff race, I think they're. 
I think they're the sixth seed right now, which means if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs, which uh, they'd probably get beat by one of the actual really good teams on the road. But for this week, uh, they're they're on top. They they beat the Packers. That's all you ever want as a Minnesota fan. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. Uh, also joining Minnesota with five wins was the Eagles, who uh, they they looked pretty awful. I'd say four weeks ago, you're like, this team sucks and is going to lose the rest of their games. Uh, but they've found a way to turn it around. Jalen Hurts is running all over the place. They're putting up points, and yeah, they're now they're up to they're five and six. So I think they're just just outside of the last playoff spot there. But it is very possible that they uh, stick around there and uh, sneak in, get one of the last wild card spots. So uh, congratulations to them. Looked like a lost and hopeless season. Um, and then also the uh, the Chiefs have also turned their season around. Uh, similar to the Patriots, they started off pretty poorly, and now they're uh, all the way back up to 7-4 and four and in first place in their division. Uh, wasn't it a super impressive game this week, or at least offensively? They played the Cowboys. Uh, they held the Cowboys to six points. I think it was six points. It was it was, it was a boring game. No, nine points. 19-9. to nine. It, was, it was a really boring game. It was the, the big game of the week. Chiefs, Cowboys. Uh, just, yeah, it wasn't all that exciting. 19-9 to nine is a weird score. Uh, the, the Cowboys, I think, uh, had some had some problems. Mari Cooper is out with COVID, and then C.D. Lamb got hurt, and just kind of you know snowballs. You lose you lose like four good offensive players, and you're no longer a great offense anymore. You need to struggle to put up points up. So uh, that's who we have to look forward to in the second Thanksgiving game. Of course, uh, they're playing the Raiders, who we just talked about how miserable the Raiders have been. So that is the second game. I don't know. Uh, I guess the the last game, which I never watched the last Thursday game for Thanksgiving. That that was a it's a recent addition. Uh, when we were kids, they never had that, but they into the last ten years they've uh, had that game, and I never watch it. But this year, it's Bills Saints. Uh, Bills have been up and down, but they should win that game. Uh, and what else for for this last week? Uh, Russell Wilson, the second game back, still doesn't look good. They lost to Arizona, who still doesn't have Kyler Murray. Uh, it's over for them. It's done. Seattle is not going to make the playoffs this year. It was too much. Uh, too many games missed for Russ, and now that he's back and he's lost two in a row. Three and seven, it's over. I'm calling it. It's over. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. And it might be over for him with Seattle. He tried to get traded last year. Uh, and if they have a miserable season, I think you could see them finally pulling that trigger and getting rid of him. I'm sure we have a lot of offseason to talk about that. And then, yeah, the last game to talk about Monday night, the Giants lost. Not a surprise. Uh, but they ended up firing their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, who was the Cowboys head coach for a long time. You probably recognize him from a Thanksgiving game. Like, oh, that guy wears a polo shirt, you know, has a headset. Oh, that guy. Uh, yeah. So uh, they decided uh, who to blame. <laughs> I don't know if he he's the reason the Giants suck. I think the Giants just kind of suck. Uh, but they only put up 10 points. And they're like, ah, it's time to get rid of this guy, the offensive coordinator. It's all his fault. So uh, maybe that'll buy him a little more time. Uh, but I don't know. So Jason Garrett's available for anyone who wants an offensive coordinator. He's there. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? No. Covered, covered the week. All right. 
pretty solid. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 247 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and join with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.